Christ, turning, turning to follow him, admitting who he is and their need for him, and saying, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Muslims are turning to Christ just as we're sitting here. Atheists are turning to Jesus. Do you know that currently I understand there are more members, more people who identify as Christian in China than are members of the Communist Party, which is extraordinary when you look at the history of communism in China and the revolution and the cultural revolution and the way that the church has been oppressed. And tonight, there are people identifying as followers of Jesus and people, sometimes at great cost, choosing to be followers of Jesus. People in Africa, people in other parts of the world, in South America, even, even people back in my area of the world, in the really hard areas of Europe. And who knows? There may tonight even be people in Australia who will turn to follow Jesus Christ. I think that's extraordinary. I think it's really exciting. But it does raise the question, why is it people turn to Jesus? How is it that people, having heard about Jesus Christ, will say, I want to become a follower of Jesus? And there are lots of reasons, but here's one. Jesus uniquely brings hope to people. Hope for their own lives, hope for change, hope to the world. And not just a series of platitudes, that is, not just a series of statements. Jesus wasn't a politician. He made real promises that he could deliver on. And in the passage that we've read the previous time in Matthew, we've seen demonstrations of what Jesus has been doing not just in his teaching, but in the way that he's turned people's lives around. And so it's no wonder at the beginning of this section that we find that there are people flocking to Jesus in great numbers. Because they're impressed not just by what he says, and not just by the kind of person he is, but they've seen what he's doing. And Jesus, to them, is authentic, he's real. And he brings hope to people. And we have this wonderful guy here in the passage that we read who's described as a teacher of the law in verse 19. And he, he comes up to Jesus. And, and I imagine him coming up breathless to Jesus. And although he's part of a group that as a whole will turn out to be very against Jesus. He just seems to be really genuine. He's really enthusiastic. Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And you can understand why. Because Jesus is just amazing. But you know, if you become a follower of Jesus Christ, there are some challenges that you will face. Jesus will turn your life around He'll at times turn it upside down and there will be some things about following Jesus that are a real challenge to you. And I want to look at two challenges that there are for everybody who follows Jesus. And we see them in these two examples. First of all, of this scribe who comes and then the other one who's described in verse 21 as another disciple who comes. But here are the two things. 
when you become a follower of Jesus, he will take you in your life, in that journey of following him, beyond where you really want to go. He will take you in your life beyond where you really want to go. Most of us want to live at least in control of our lives. We might enjoy going on one of the theme parks and enjoying a great ride and the thrill of that, but, but we want to know that our life is secure. Jesus will take you beyond where you want to go at some points in your life of following him. And the second one is this, that he will turn your priorities upside down. Two challenges. He'll take you beyond where you're comfortable and going in your life. That will be a challenge, and he'll turn your priorities upside down. Let's have a look at these. First of all, the challenge to go beyond where you really want to go. This guy comes, this teacher of the Lord, this scribe, comes to Jesus and as I say, you can sense the enthusiasm. Verse 19, teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. He's so impressed with Jesus. He, he can't contain himself. I'll, I'll, I'll go wherever. And Jesus, you'll notice, has just said to his disciples, he's going to go to the other side of the boat, uh, the other side of the lake. To the other side means the other side of the lake. And uh, so, so I, I, I imagine this scribe, you know, he's heard that and... He can see the other side of the lake. And he's thinking, you know, that's the dodgy side of Israel. I, I wouldn't normally go there. They're a bit weird over there. It's like going to some of those other parts of Sydney. For people on the North Shore, there are some parts of Sydney that are just slightly dodgy. You don't go there unless you have to. And so I, I imagine this scribe thinking, I'm just so impressed with Jesus, and even though he's going to the other side of the lake, I will go to the other side of the lake. I'll go wherever you go. Normally, I'm a really kind of shy, retiring guy, and uh, I don't take risks, but, but, but this is Jesus. And in any case, I can see the other side of the lake, and those hills, I'm, I'm sure they're not that different from the hills over here, and I think I'll be all right. And then Jesus says this really unexpected thing, doesn't he? In verse 20, he says, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man, meaning Jesus, has nowhere to lay his head. And what's all that about? What Jesus is saying to this man is, if you like, you think crossing the lakes a risk? I'm going to take you beyond the lake. I'm going to take you beyond where you can see. See, Jesus isn't just going to the other side of the lake, is he? Jesus himself is going to go and take his disciples to Jerusalem, and there he's going to face opposition, and eventually they're going to put him to death on the cross. He's going to go beyond the lake. See, if you become a follower of Jesus, you need to be aware that he's going to take you outside of your comfort zone. He's going to take you to places in following him where you wouldn't naturally choose to go. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. You don't have to die for the sins of the world. Jesus has already done that. So, you know, let me lower the stress levels, make you feel a bit better. But your life and mine will be patterned on that of Jesus. It will involve uncertainties and times when we wonder, 
what's God doing in my life? Why am I in this situation? Because I'm a follower of Jesus. And there's no amount of sincerity, and I'm sure the scribe was really sincere, I'm sure he meant it, and no amount of enthusiasm alone that will get you through. You need to be willing to embrace the uncertainty. That's the challenge, the first challenge that we have here, that Jesus, when we follow him, he will take us beyond where we would be willing to go. Let's have a look at the second one. Second one, he will overturn your priorities. Verse 21, another disciple comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now in case you think Jesus isn't saying what he's saying, can I just say he is saying what he's saying? Jesus sometimes says things, you think, I cannot believe he really is saying that. He takes this example of concern for your father. Now, the the responsibility for parents is really, really important in first century culture, and it's really important in the Bible, and it's probably important to some of us. Our parents still matter to us. We feel a responsibility for them. And Jesus is saying here, in taking this example of concern for Father, and he is saying, I come first. I come first. I just think that's really striking, isn't it? Really, really striking. What's he getting at? What he's saying is this. There may be times in following me where your priorities, even for those who are closest to you, including your parents, come into conflict with following me. In which case, you need to choose me. And that will cost you. A challenge to priorities. So two challenges... Jesus will take you beyond where you want to go sometimes, and he will challenge your priorities. And by the way, these are not just things that happen at the beginning of the Christian life. They will come at various stages all the way through. So some of you have been traveling the Christian journey for a long time. Don't think you've got beyond these. There will be times when you enter a period of uncertainty and Jesus is taking you where you're really not comfortable in going. And there are times when you challenge your priorities. Now, some of you may be feeling very nervous at the moment. And uh, uh, so I want to say um, a word to those of you who are saying, you know, Graham, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a timid kind of person. And, you know, I, 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 I'm just really struggling with, with, with this. And maybe some of you are saying, well, I, I don't think Jesus really means this. I just want to tone it down. He's just trying to make a point about going where I don't want to go, and especially the bit about parents, I, 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 family and all that kind of thing. And so I, I think I just want to make this passage a little bit more 
acceptable to me. Because Jesus is just exaggerating, isn't he? I have some really bad news for you. And some good news for you. The bad news for you is that he's not kidding. He's not kidding. There are times when in following Jesus, there may well be for some of us some serious conflicts between family and following Jesus. Between the priorities that we have for our life and following Jesus. But, but let me say this. Jesus is not asking us to be brave. He's just asking us to trust him. And he isn't out to destroy you. He's out to remake you into the person that he always meant you to be. And as far as family is concerned, don't ever think, don't ever think that Jesus loves your father or your mother or your husband or your wife or your children or your friends less than you do. This is about following Jesus even when there's a cost. So that's for those of you who are a bit timid. And then I want to say something to some other groups, people here who at the other end, uh, what I want to call the buccaneers, the pirates, um, those of you, those of you who, you, 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 you see a challenge and, 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 and you just want to go for it. You, you, reckless is your middle name. You, you in, in fact, if you've got a choice between three challenges for your life, you'll choose the biggest challenge you can possibly find. Whatever the cost. And some people, you know, do that in the name of Jesus. They will say, I'm willing to give up everything for Jesus and anything, I'll go wherever he wants, even if it's the cost of my family or my relationships. But you may be doing that because you're just an impetuous person, you're a reckless person, you're following your own desires and your own recklessness and you're not following Jesus. See, it's possible to do that. I have seen people who I am sure have done real damage to their family, to their children, to their marriages because they've made reckless decisions and put the name of Jesus to them. Jesus isn't giving a kind of stamp of approval to taking risky behavior because we're reckless kinds of people. But he is saying there may be times when we do have to make decisions that will be really costly. Can I say this? If you ever find yourself in a situation where you're having to make a decision that's going to be a real struggle in terms of family relationships, in terms of marriage, in terms of friendships. That will only ever come out. If it's genuine, it will only ever come about with struggle, with great pain, with lots of soul searching.
So a word to the timid. And a word to the buccaneers. Let's pull these together. Two challenges. And I guess they sound really kind of scary, don't they? And you begin to think, why would anybody follow Jesus? I mean, if there's a cost to follow Jesus, why would you do that? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could follow Jesus and, and still do everything you want to do and try and achieve everything you want to achieve and there's no cost? That would be great, wouldn't it? But it's not like that. Two challenges. So why follow Jesus? Well, there's nobody like him, is there? Who else are you going to follow? Where else are you going to find hope, real hope for your life, real change? Real hope for this world. Where are you going to find someone who will begin to put your life together and, and, and give you a life that's worthwhile and has purpose and has a direction and an end to it? A destination. There's nobody like Jesus. The late Leonard Cohen this is a cultural reference. He died this last week. Leonard Cohen, <clears throat> some years ago, wrote this of Jesus. The figure of the man has touched me. A man who declared himself to stand among the thieves, the prostitutes, the homeless. His position cannot be comprehended. It is an inhuman generosity. He may be the most beautiful guy who walked the face of the earth. He may be the most beautiful guy who walked the face of the earth. Whatever the cost of following Jesus, he's worth it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that what you say to us is honest. You want us to know the, the wonderful things about Jesus and what you've done for us in him and what it means to be a follower of his. But you also want us to know what that looks like and the times when there's a cost. Father, please help those of us tonight who may be <clears throat> struggling with some of the costs of following Jesus. Father, please bring your strength to them. Pour your spirit into them and give them a great confidence and a peace and an assurance that you are with them and you are leading them. And for those of us who may be wanting to pull back because following Jesus at school or following Jesus in our workplace or even in our families, it's just really hard. Father, please help us to step out into in confidence in you. And Father, please give all of us real wisdom that we may be following the Lord Jesus and not ourselves. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.